Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. 15 minutes ago, the world changed. Companies are microchipping their workers. Robots are hiring humans. And brain-to-brain communication is a thing. This is all happening now. If you want to know what happens next, listen to the Jim Stroud Podcast. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All right, all right, all right. The week's big winners, Booty Judge and Parasite. Oh, yeah. As long as that's not a parasite on my booty. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, kids. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And I am Chad Sowash. On this week's episode, those Twitter likes can get your ass fired. Get ready for robot resources to join human resources and Slack bites back along with <laughs> your employee of the month. Time to go look in the mirror and judge my booty. We'll be right back after a word from Sovereign. Not happening. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. What's the the line from Full Metal Jacket when he says, "Pile your ass looks like two pounds of chewed bubble gum or something like that? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much my situation right about now. What's up, Chad? Too much information. Too much information. That's what we do on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So just spread TMI like it's, yeah. Hell yeah. Need protection to listen to this show. Uh, good, man. It's uh, It's been a good week. It's been an interesting week. Uh, we got a lot of good shit to talk about. So uh, let's let, let's do this, though. Before we get into the, the really good stuff, we yeah. have a death in the family that we have to report. Okay. Employment Guide has finally. Oh, shit. Like a goldfish. <laughs> Needed the flush. <laughs> That's nice. So yeah, uh, employment guide. Um, for many that don't know was a, a regional free paper, um, which yeah. I guess they still do in some parts of the, the world. Where you go to the corner of the whatever main and six, then there's free papers you you can take. This thing used to be a free paper for jobs. Um, 
obviously wasn't going to scale into the 21st century very well. Um, they had a website that supported that. I actually was a, a keynote for them back in the mid 2000s and they had an annual event. I also did some SEO stuff for them back in the day. So uh, I, I sort of knew about them. They were like 100 employees strong. They were a big organization. But the jungle is the jungle, man. And they are apparently Audi 5000, G. They were grasping at straws. Hey, let's get that Cheeseman cat in here. Maybe uh, he, he can he can throw some search engine. Yeah, if you're going to attempt to blame me for their demise, you got another thing coming, pal. <laughs> no, they're already they're already on their way down. They could only afford you. Is what I'm saying. That's how far oh, down yeah. the rabbit hole yeah, they were. <laughs> that's true. They were uh, they were at the bottom of the uh, keynote speaker list for sure. Oh, I have to say, and there's somebody else at the bottom of our list. You you noticed a stupid fucking article that led back to the ladders and they have like this new logo or something. <laughs> oh, God, the ladders. Yes. So we've talked about their, I guess, content marketing strategy uh, wow. a while back and how they're kind of like TMZ and that shit and trying yes. to get, you know, page views. And then Clip once bait. people go to the site. So every now and then I like to go check and see what kind of dumbass uh, <laughs> articles that they publish. So. This past week, I came across this gem title, Doing This Many Push-Ups Reduces Heart Risk by 96%. Classic bait and switch, get that SEO traffic, and then get that uh, get that resume mail, that profile mail going. Yeah. Now, I also noticed that they have a new uh, logo. Right. So it's ladders and then, uh, hold on, give me a 100K club. Yeah, 100K club. Yeah. Uh, and if, which... They really haven't pushed since their founding, uh, their original business uh, model. model. Yeah, but if you do search for jobs, many of the jobs are not hundred thousand uh, k or, or more um, a year. So it's a nice marketing tool, but it doesn't quite hold mustard with the reality of the site. No, and it's interesting because they they used to. I don't know if they still do. They probably do. Uh, they used mm -hmm. to charge job seekers to be able to gain access to this coveted list of 100k plus jobs and as yeah. the vp of business development over at direct employers i dealt with all the, the partnerships they were taking jobs from us so th <laughs> there was nothing there that was coveted by any form or fashion you could find them on just about any job site because i think we were feeding the exact same fucking jobs to 3,000 plus different job sites. So here's here's the bait and switch. Pay me $19.95 a month or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, I, I really wish these guys would just fucking go away. They're really annoying. You need to go the way of the employment guide. It's a slow death. Well, that being said, uh, you also brought up Indeed's new Oscars commercial because we've been talking about, you know, Gary the Groundhog and how they they can't use him ever again. As a matter of fact, we're going to pull him over to the Chad and Cheese side of the house. But the, the new Oscar commercial was kind of confusing, wasn't it? I, I thought it was funny. Uh, so for those who watch the Oscars, uh, I'm sure they've been running it since that. But basically, the gist is they show the moon landing. Um, they show, you know, Houston with all the screens and the scientists and the <laughs> mathematicians. And they even show the janitor. But it was basically saying, hey, you know, everyone pitches in. Everyone's important. Sort of saying, hey, we have a job for everyone. Yeah. 
course, uh, as I'm watching this, I'm thinking to myself, none of these people back in 1969 got their job through Indeed. So the relevance of it, uh, relevancy of it is really stupid. Everyone probably got recruited or found a job in a newspaper and the internet wasn't even around. Yeah. So like why they chose the moon landing to pimp their internet job search site was just sort of stupid. Like, why don't you just have the the signing of the constitution or maybe, <laughs> maybe like, you know, Magna Carta or, you know, some shit like that before so Indeed was around. They, they couldn't find like a big brand that everybody knew and do the same kind of thing where they actually helped them hire different levels of people in their organization because everybody fucking hates them. So they had to make some shit up about the moon landing. Uh, I do like uh, the, the signing of the Constitution, though. I think they should probably pick that one up. Keep swinging. Indeed, eventually you'll get that that commercial TV commercial, right? Okay, shout outs. I'm going to start out the shout outs today with my uh, Maya swag, the cool hat. I'm sure you finally got yours. Cool hat, T-shirt, beer glass. I mean, companies sending better swag again. The, 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 the trend continues to move on. I enjoy it. Yeah, I was uh, I was hoping that because you got yours so much earlier than mine that there might be some liquid refreshment in my box. However, there <laughs> there was not. So whatever, my I appreciate the T-shirt. That's fun. Um, shout out to uh, to Tim Hawk, one of our uh, you know favorite uh, listeners. He loves the transcriptions, which a lot of people do. But last week, uh, my my line old school rap. <laughs> got turned into old school rape yes. by our transcription service. Not good. Which, as you can imagine, caught the eye of a few people, um, including Tim. So, yes. Tim, thank you for, for pointing that out. Uh, that could have been really bad for my SEO uh, in the future for, uh, you know, for whatever reason. But no, yes. it was old school rap. And it is old school rap now because I was actually taking lunch and he messaged us and I'm like, well, fuck. Uh, then, then I I made my I made my way back home and changed it. But yeah, it's you know, tr- transcription service uh, is good, but uh, obviously not one hundred percent. Not perfect. Yeah. Fortunately, and, and, Tim Hawk is perfect. Tim Tim Hawk is pretty perfect. And, and, and staying on the error side of the house, uh, I'm really shouldn't do math on the fly. Uh, so we had to do a readjustment to the Indeed math that we shared last week from the Indeed Switcheroo segment. It's $960 per year, not per month, for 30 contacts, 30 contacts per month. So it's kind of a switcheroo right there. Yeah. You're per year, then per month. So you've got close to $1,000 a year for 30 contacts per month, which equals about $2.70 per contact. So whenever you actually press that button, that's what's going to happen. Sorry, math. Math just zones me out, man. I, I apologize for that. <laughs> have to make sure we do our corrections, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about Indeed, uh, ZipRecruiter, at least, or at least one of their employees, loves uh, when we talk shit about Indeed. Uh, he was very congratulatory and appreciative on, yeah. uh, I think, LinkedIn uh-huh. uh, after that post. So, uh, Zip, Zip, this is to you, buddy. Shout out. We love it. Also, Rachel Rylings over there who listens. She definitely, definitely, I'm sure, loved a little bit of that. No doubt. Also got some um, messaging from the people over at 10 Guy. So last year we talked about 10 Guy and the evil twin Sigmund. And Mm -hmm. here's the official statement. Officially, quote, 
our evil twin is not allowed to be used commercially, only allowed to, to be used in a research project at the university. Oh, no, Sigmund. That squashes the market confusion, which is awesome. I love I love the Viking uh, cage match. That's always fun. <laughs> Viking robot cage match. Uh, shout out to uh, Walter Isaacson. Much, much too smart to be on our show. But uh, Walter wrote the uh, bio- biography on Steve Jobs. You may remember him from that. Anyway, mm-hmm. he has a uh, he has a podcast called Trailblazers. Um, that's for Dell, Dell Technologies, uh-huh. um, which to me is kind of a, an interesting strategy for a company to hire a podcaster and then create a series around that. I think it's a good marketing strategy. Yeah. Um, but but the shout out goes to him because uh, he had a podcast episode uh, a couple weeks back about um, sort of the early days of job search sites. And he specifically talks to uh, Jeff Taylor and Richard uh, Johnson, yeah. who was Hot Jobs and Monster, and that first uh, year of Super Bowl ads mm-hmm. and how things evolved. So, if you're interested in the history of our industry, uh, go check out Trailblazers, um, uh, Walter Isaacson, and then search. Uh, it's like Job Search or something. I have to jump into it and probably add some color because I guarantee you he didn't uh, he didn't get all the angles right. My last uh, my last shout out is to Tim Sackett, who will be emceeing uh, Smash Fly's Transform event again this year. He had a 10% discount code for registration. And and they and go figure, I, gr- I guarantee you he created this. The discount code is Tim Rocks. So here's here's what I say. I think we're going to we're going to work with Smashfly to get our own discount code and our discount code for the same probably percentage off is going to be Tim sucks. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ours needs to be an 11% discount just to uh, be pref- preferential for people. Um, so my last shout out before we, well, I got a couple, I guess. Got so uh, Rupesh Nair yeah. from uh, Symphony we interviewed, which we published this week, um, is a great interview. Um, we also interviewed Batman. Uh, who most people know Batman Michael Cohen, Cohen. Not, that Mike, not that Michael Cohen, heavy speaker on the circuit. A lot of people know him. We had a really frank conversation about recruiting, sourcing, automation, all that good stuff. So check out those uh, podcasts. My last shout out, a headline came across my my screen uh, this past week. It was Go Job raises 11 million euros. Jonathan uh, Duart. Oh yes, his whole site was Go Jobs, which I think he still runs. So when I when I saw the headline, I thought, "Holy shit, Duarte just raised eleven million euros!" <laughs> but no, it's some French company. Take out the S. It's Go Job. Uh, it's worth a shout out. Uh, but Jonathan, sorry, I uh, I got really excited for you, but that that uh, faded really really fast. So close, so close. Event. Okay, next week, kids, February nineteenth through the twenty first. We again, are going to be lucky enough to go to the gathering of cult brands. We're going to be in a castle at the base of the Canadian Rockies. Dude, sick. it is it is sick. Go to cultgathering.com if you want to check out what's going on, tickets, what, whatever. But we are going to be on stage with Bill Neff, who's the VP of Consumer Brand and Marketing. Yeti from Yeti. That's right. From Yeti. And then we're also going to have Tyler Weeks and a Lynn Lynn, Bailey 
from Intel. So we're going to have a, a really frank discussion around marketing and employer brand and big brand. So we're going to have that, that discussion on stage. It's awesome to be able to get in front of consumer marketing, heads of consumer marketing for huge brands and to be able yeah. to have these discussions. It's going to be an awesome, awesome panel. It's going to be pretty amazing. Then unleash and ta tech in their mega conference mega conference in london <laughs> yeah. in march uh currently we're gonna be at ta tech for de for deathmatch uh we have job sync optimal and sboj or spodge jobs yeah spooge jobs <laughs> spelled backwards that's what everybody should start off with we have one yeah spot left to compete for the european grand champion and that grand champion will get the chad and cheese chain of champions already ordered my friend already <laughs> ordered about. <laughs> and by the way they make they make great valentine's day gifts as well if you really want to make your if you want to make your significant other feel special get them a big old championship gold chain it's awesome that's right just have hmfic on it or something uh yeah. so if if you're in and around London and you're not going to TA Tech or Unleash, what the fuck's your problem? TATech.org, UnleashGroup.io, get your tickets. Would love to see you there. We're going to be there at Unleash and uh, more than likely doing some interviews and whatnot, but really excited to go to both of those, uh, both of those shows together. Nice, nice. Looking forward to it. Let's get to some news, shall we? Topics! Oh, so this is a good one. So you and I are, are fans of the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, yeah. I don't listen regularly, but I, I listen yeah. enough to say I'm a, I'm a fan. It's hard, dude. It's like three fucking hours long. Whenever I think our podcast is long, I think, well, damn, fucking Rogan's is three times <laughs> as long as ours. But uh, anyway, they actually talked about uh, some employment issues in a recent episode, uh, somebody tipped us off. Um, basically, someone got fired from a job because the company was using a service that was looking at uh, every employee's social media footprint, if you will. Um, sent the company 300 pages uh, sort of activities on mainly Twitter, I think was, uh, was on the show. But mm -hmm. they were putting out stuff that he liked, um, tweets that he's made. They they were they were tagged as you know racist sexist uh, violent, um, yep. which was really out of context for a whole lot of the tweets. So you know the fact that I guess there are two issues here is one is you know these services exist companies are using them how do we feel about that and number two you know how do we feel about I guess the gray areas of of social media activity and and being pinched for i don't know liking a, a tweet from someone 10 years ago yeah. that is somewhat yeah. you know subjective to being naughty 300 uh, over 300 pages 300 pages 350 like one pages and there were more than one tweet on each page social media post what have you and of anything that they thought could have been disparaging if it said fuck on it or something like that. Yeah. And here's an example. It actually has a side by side on the left hand side. It says why it flagged. So mm -hmm. it was good or bad flag reason. And this one was language, bigotry and sexism. And then the the reason was that the post type was liked. 
didn't create the post, yep. didn't share the post, nope. didn't retweet the fucking post, <laughs> liked the fucking post. So here's what it said. To this day, this is still the most big dick energy I've ever seen in a video. That was it, yep. right? So you can look at big dick energy, and that's what Joe Rogan was talking about, what that actually means. And it doesn't mean really, I think, what the algorithm thinks it means. Right. So is is that is that bad language? Possibly. Is it bigotry? I don't fucking think so. Is it sexism? I doubt it, right? But yet, this is the kind of shit that's going to an organization perspectively about you. Yeah. Because you out there might have accidentally liked something. You might have fat fingered something. Yeah. If you really want to screw over your ex, you know, before you break up with them, <laughs> like go get their phone. Uh, get on their Twitter account and go search really bad shit on Twitter from five years ago and go like, like stuff, stuff and yeah. get them fired. Like that shit yeah. will happen, you know, once people find out that this is a thing. Well, and the thing was that person went home and there was a package on their doorstep containing the printout of all 351 pages, Yeah, uh, which I thought was fucking crazy. But the company's name uh, and the service is called FAMA, F-A-M-A. I've reached out to their CEO. I've already contacted him. He might actually be on the show. So okay. we might get an opportunity to talk to him through this. But this is from their website. Quote, the smartest way to screen toxic work behavior, FAMA. FAMA is a talent screening software that helps identify problematic behavior among potential hires and current employees by examining publicly available online information, hence your tweets, your Facebook, whatever you have that's exposed that you're allowing just the public to see. Yeah. So, you know, from, from, from my standpoint, as somebody who believes that, you know, individuals are individuals and we're not trying to fit them into our brand box because our brand is who they are, right? Yeah. This this is really troublesome to me because it really seems like big corporate America saying you're not you're not wearing the right suit so you can't work for IBM. Yeah. It goes it goes well beyond, you know, you've emailed something to someone internally or you've uh, done something on the corporate account. You know, this, this and this goes beyond we didn't hire someone because of this. And I'm sure FAMA, FAMA, yeah. all, it can also be used to pre-screen people, although I don't know if they have, have to sign permission or verify what their accounts are. I mean, that's a whole other sort of can of worms that you mm -hmm. could open up on people. But yeah it, yeah, it it takes, you know, social media monitoring to a whole nother level. And it's probably a level a lot of people don't like too much um, for the yeah. for the very reasons that we've outlined. Yeah. Well in and on the website it says compliant, comma, AI based online screening for the enterprise. Our technology helps businesses identify thousands of job relevant behaviors such as racism or harassment without exposing hiring managers to unnecessary risk or manual work. So I think we've already pointed out just a couple of, uh, you know, just at least one example of, was that really sexist? I don't, I, I don't think, I don't, don't think it was anything to do with bigotry, but I think if you are a company and you allow a company to do something like this, you have to think of those 351 pages and every single tweet and or LinkedIn post, Facebook post, whatever it is. And now you are going to have to defend all of those and why 
they were either bigoted or sexist or whatever it is, you're going to have to defend that shit. Yeah. Have fun with that. 300 pages. Can you imagine that, that, uh, meeting? (laughs) All right. Let's start with page one. Okay. Let's look at this one. So yeah. Hopefully Ben will actually listen to this podcast. We're going to, we're going to try to get something scheduled, scheduled with him fairly quick. Uh, the CEO of Fama, and really just, you know, take him to task on this and ask him about it because obviously he feels there's a need and people are buying this. So there obviously is a need. The biggest question is, is this the way it should be executed, right? Yeah. Is this the, really the way it should be done? Yeah. And by the way, if you're listening and you use Fama, uh, it's Fama.io, I think is the URL. Yep. Please hit us up directly or hashtag us at Chad Cheese. Let us know. Robots. Robot resources. (laughs) I thought this was an onion story when I first read it, but uh, yeah. There are kind of two stories that are are kind of coming in here. We've got robots are coming and job openings are sliding. Um, The first one's from ZDNet and the other one's from Barron's. Uh, ZDNet said retailers are increasingly adopting AI and robotics, both in brick and mortar shops and in warehouses. And with a new robot workforce means the need for new management methods. So this goes beyond HR, which is what Joel is talking about. Yeah. I mean, in some ways it makes sense, right? Like, uh, and I love the story how it says there won't be AI holiday parties or robot retirements. Someone in robot resources is going to have to be, you know, quote, procuring, maintaining, training, taxing, decommissioning, fixing, de- uh, disposing of obsolete machinery, et cetera. So yeah, yeah, I don't think we think of that as like a robot slash human resources job. It's probably just no. some engineer in the back room that, you know, fixes, fixes robots and shit. With AI powered robots being particularly suited to the retail industry, Gartner's Research predicts that 77% of retailers plan to deploy AI as early as 2021. That can be around floor cleaning, data collection, security. I mean, there's just so much, not to mention, you know, we see Walmart, for example, uh, with Alphabot, uh, you know, a robot for their fulfillment systems. Uh, and they have, what is it, systems implemented in retailers' 20,000 square foot warehouse in New Hampshire. This reminds me of uh, the Jawas on uh, Star Wars, the big uh, uh-huh. the big truck that would just go and take robots yeah. from the desert and shit. Like, <laughs> so someone needs to start a company called Jawa and then just be like the outsourced robot resources for companies. Yeah. And I think what they were trying to do with this whole human resources and robot resources thing is that all these different examples like Kroger's uh, looking to or signed a deal with UK company Okado to build uh, huge automated robot warehouses. But there are going to be humans that are there that are actually packing the bags. Amazon's Kiva robots transport pallets. um, They work together with humans. So this is really a, a, a human hybrid yeah. with these robots. Companies will need liaisons to work between people and robots, <laughs> probably. Like we've just added a million jobs to the economy with this uh, robot resources position. No, I don't think so. Which is good because we've got slowing jobs, which is bad. This was also in the news this week. That's the thing. We're going to see, there's no question, some of these jobs that 
we have now, which are undesirable to be quite frank, taken over by robots. That's not such a bad thing until job openings dropped in December to the lowest level in almost two years, a sign that demand for labor may be cooling. It's the latest job openings and labor turnover survey or jolts Jolts. report the the dol said openings fell eight percent in december to 6.42 million that's the lowest it's been since january 2018 and it's down from a record high 7.58 that was uh hit in january 2019 yeah this is great chris rupp uh, Rupke, uh, uh, chief financial economist at MUFG, said, quote, something is happening out there to the economy. And while we can't be quite sure what it is, this collapse in the need of labor on the part of companies is not a positive development. Thanks, Captain Obvious. By the way, <laughs> do you remember do you remember Jolt Cola from the 80s? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was yeah. like eight times the sugar of Coke I, and 10 times I, the caffeine. <laughs> I had one and my heart almost exploded. So I didn't have another one. And you could feel your teeth deteriorating as you drank <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, the 80s. Great decade. <laughs> last but not least on this. Okay. So let's think about the last story. We're talking about uh, Amazon and Kiva. Well, Amazon said that if installed in each of its 55 U.S. fulfillment centers, the robots could eventually replace 1,300 humans. And you can't tell me that's not exactly what Jeff Bezos wants. You don't think so? (laughs) I know he does. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, let's take a break in here from Canvas, and we'll continue this uh, Amazon conversation because they're in the news with another story this week. Be right back. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform, empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. So Amazon flex drivers. So I have a little bit of, of insight on this. Oh, my, my sister's boyfriend, which sounds weird because okay. my sister's in her fifties. And when you say boyfriend, you think they're like <laughs> 17 or something. So, uh, her boyfriend get married already. Uh, so he's in the trucking industry and it's pretty fascinating. They have basically every morning, uh, they wake up and there's a, there's a, bunch of opportunities to take shit places, right? So, you know, warehouse A is saying, hey, take this to warehouse B, we'll pay you this much. And then you try to gauge which job is the most, which pays the highest, which one is the easiest drive. So you you try to manually make sense of this. So when I heard him say that, I was like, somebody's got to be automating that. And sure enough, this story comes up that yes, third-party apps have been created to help these drivers basically uh, automate the shit out of the best opportunities and leverage the best 
revenue opportunities to take shit for Amazon to other places to be delivered. It's more the latter than it is the former. So uh, first off, let's let's talk about what a flex driver is. Flex drivers are contract workers, not full time workers who use their own vehicle to deliver packages to customers doorsteps. So think like Uber Eats, you're picking up a package and you're delivering it. Mm -hmm. But in this case, you're given a window of time to complete that task, say, three and a half hours to deliver 45 packages. Flex drivers can make 18 to $25 an hour, depending on the blo- the, the actual blocks. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting conversation, especially around the app, because I agree being able to take logistics and move it is incredibly helpful. The problem is these guys, they can see that there are jobs open. They can see the timeframes and mm-hmm. they can see the dollar amount. But what they can't see is where it's at and they can't see how many packages. They can't see really the necessary information to say whether I want to take this job or not. It's pretty much just covering your eyes and saying, okay, let's see if we can do this one. Right. And I think a lot of the flex uh, the flex drivers are in what's called the final mile. Um, I'm no expert on this, but apparently the, the final mile is the most expensive because it's yeah. You know, multi, you know, drivers and insurance and it's people and it's labor and yada, yada, yada. So this is a little bit different than the truckers that go, you know, 500 miles to deliver right. cars and produce and shit like that. Yeah, I think the big story for me in this was that this really is much like their warehouse jobs. Uh, uh, but unfortunately, it's not full time. You don't get benefits and mm-hmm. you have to use your own car and have own gas money and maintenance and stuff. They have tight windows, no bathroom breaks in some cases to be able to try to make. Remember the the, the conversation <laughs> around warehouse workers who had goals, quotas to meet yep. and they couldn't go to the bathroom. So they were pissing in the garbage yep. cans. Yep, not these good. guys are. Ta- yeah, these guys are talking about making sure they take their bathroom break beforehand oh. because if they don't in that three and a half hour they might not be able to take it. So, I mean, it's, it is so Amazon, you know, I see Amazon going full automation, like I had said with the warehouses and then the delivery drones being able to take care of this last mile piece. Yeah. And, and Jeff Bezos, perfect world. And I, you know, as if you're a shareholder, you can't hate on this. It's like self-driving trucks, self-driving delivery vans, drones to deliver packages, little bitty, uh, I don't know, little bitty vans that we've seen on college campuses delivering beer. Like basically the whole thing's automated and profits uh, are, are optimized to the fucking roof for sure. And we are the laziest motherfuckers in the world. Yeah, we are. Well, speaking of profits, uh, yes. Slack, the popular messaging service, uh, bit back this week after sort of being on the uh, Wall Street blacklist, um, yeah. revealed that IBM was going all in on Slack to handle the the messages within uh, internally with its within its employees. Wall Street loved that, um, and this week. Slack is up 15% um, on that news, uh, originally trading around $22.50. Right now, they're around the $26, $27 per share mark. So good for them. They've had a, a rough year with Teams. So this is a good a good bit of news for them, and um, yeah, we'll see if it if it keeps on keeping on. Somebody's got to buy Slack. I mean, there's got to be a merger. There has to be a buy. Something has to happen because I don't see Microsoft Dynamics and Teams slowing down. The the reason why again Slack fell was because Microsoft announced that. Uh, they had 20 million daily active users, which Hell I think yeah. Slack, I think Slack had like 
eight million. So it was like, ah, look at what we can do overnight. Yeah, and if Amazon would just listen to my predictions every year, they'd go buy Slack and uh, and clean up. But no one has done that yet. <laughs> hey, if you think Pepsi's a bad place to be compared to Coke, I mean, you're probably right. Uh, but Pepsi's not the worst place to be. I think no. you know, Slack Slack will have its its little corner of the market. Um, I think to me, the interesting thing with Slack is how do they move beyond messaging and how do they get into bigger things, you know, software, um, you know, I think their app store solutions, which we saw at, at Unleash last year has a lot of potential. They're not monetizing it currently, uh, and they certainly could, but yeah, it's an interesting story to watch. Uh, IBM was also in, in our, on our radar this week, we got some inside scoop on some of their love for Workday, and uh, they're not so much love for somebody else. What what went on there? Yeah, so this one for me is hard to believe unless you've ever worked at or closely with an applicant tracking system because it's a bitch. It, we, we've heard rumor, say that out loud, rumor that IBM will be sunsetting Brass Ring Connexa. And another part of it that's really hard to believe, not that it's a not a shitty applicant tracking system. I mean, because it really is. But on gigs, ATS report of Fortune 500 companies showed that the ATSs that they were using, Conexa Brass Ring had 10% of the market, number four in the top five, and twice as much as ISIMS did. I mean, can you get behind this rumor? That's a lot of money to dump. Yes, there is consulting yep. on the workday side. Can you play both sides of the ball and still make money? I, I think so. Yeah, we'll be. We're watching you, IBM. Big blues in our crosshairs, baby. <laughs> uh, let's hear from JobAdX and talk about Benjamins being handed out at HEB, a popular grocery store down south. Nope. Nah. Not for me. All these jobs look the same. Ugh, next! This is what perfectly qualified candidates are thinking as they scroll past your jobs, just half-heartedly skimming job descriptions that aren't standing out to them. Face it, we live in a world that is all about content, content, content. So why do we expect job seekers to react differently while reading paragraphs and bullets in templated job descriptions? Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job AdX seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop-off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job AdX. Okay, so this next story just seemed too good to be true. Um, I, I do know that HEB, which is a, a, a very well loved grocery store chain yep. in tech, I mean, it's just it, it's in the United States that uh, they they're really good to their employees. They call them partners, yep. right? That's and again, the words matter. And we heard that they won 
the National uh, Gro- Grocer of the Year Award. Nice. And that they gave all their employees uh, a $100 bill. And I was like, wow, that's that's pretty fucking cool. Um, so I did. $100 cash money bill. Yeah. And, and I thought that's really cool. I mean, because, you know, all the different types of individuals who work at a grocery store, you know, a hundred bucks, that's not, that's not bad for, for anybody. So I was like, wow, let's see how big HEB is. I did a, a search and it's a hundred thousand employees. Uh-huh. And then check my math if you would, because I'm not great at it. I'm not checking math. I did the math on that. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's. $10 million. <laughs> so, so I'm like, that's just a, okay. I haven't heard much about this. Right. And if a company gives out $10 million, why the fuck wouldn't we? So I reached out to HEB and they confirmed for clarity, we call our employees partners yep. and we shared this with all partners. Sure. So all of their employees slash partners received a hundred dollar bill, which equates to $10 million. So when uh, so my father, who lives in Texas, uh, when he retired, he took up a part time job at HEB. Nice. So so I can I can confirm that he enjoyed his experience there. He was treated really well. He was he was the morning produce guy. So he would get there like four in the morning and the produce truck Uh would show up and he'd you know, dole out the the bananas, pun intended, uh, and whatnot. So he can confirm that. Now, the second part, I think, which is genius is, so number one, every employee that got $100 is guaranteed to tell like five to 10 people that HEB, their company, gave them a $100 bill. For winning an award. So the the free advertising they got on that alone and probably the recruitment uh, benefit that they got for people that wanted to come work for HEB. and, And then the second one is imagine like, all the stories that were written. So like the PR that they received from the hundred dollar gift, if you will, or reward. So I'm I'm promising you the PR they got, the recruitment advertising they got, the goodwill they got was worth well more than, than $10 million. Although that is a mighty sum to, to give out to partners slash employees. I think they got their money's worth. I think that, you know, spending $10 million on like TV advertising would have been less, much less impactful than giving $100 to every employee. So from a marketing perspective, it was pretty genius. Yeah. Not to mention giving to your employees, like, I don't know, raging, raising their wages or what have you, uh, gives them an opportunity to spend more money with you. That's right. Uh, and then- they feel good. And this is unconfirmed, but I think Torchy's Tacos received at least 20% of that $10 million. <laughs> that's, that's unconfirmed, but. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So the, the consummate dog person, you love this next story. Yeah. So a man who works from home keeps naming his dog employee of the month. This is a, a <laughs> unilad. So Michael Reege from Georgia, he's a uh, distribution sales manager, says his dog Mika is a real asset when he is busy working in his own office yep. and has helped to ease the transition to uh, to, to telecommuting. And uh, I, I think it's hilarious because we have dogs. We have three dogs. And uh, every now and again, they're a pain in the ass. They need to get up. They need to go to the bathroom, yep. that kind of stuff. But that gets me away from my desk because I would be chained to this thing if I wasn't, not to mention they want to play and that kind of thing. So they actually, you know, kind of like uplift uh, my mood during the day. And it's really funny because this dude has a picture of Mika (laughs) 
<laughs> on his wall yep. for all the different core. And they're all different pictures. They're not the same picture. He takes a different picture every single time yep. and, and awards her, you know, the employee of the quarter. And that to me, just it, that made me smile and happy. And I know exactly how he feels. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. To me, the funny thing is he has one dog. Like it's the same dog every quarter. <laughs> at least you could at least you could mix it up every so often, right? No, well, he he has two dogs. Sat and here it is. Oh. Sadly, Mika's glass ceiling breaking attitude has failed to rub off on the other dog of the house, Kaya, who is <laughs> reportedly much more of a lady of leisure. <laughs> Uh, so Mika, Mika comes to work, man. She comes to work. That's nice. That's nice. Well, if you don't have fun doing this shit, you'd go crazy. So uh, major applause for, for Mika and company. I love it. That's right. Well, that being said, I'm going to rough house with my dog. So we out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast, Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.